Hello, welcome along to the podcast. How are you? I hope you've had a good weekend, a healthy weekend, not too anxious about everything uh, circa the coronavirus pandemic 2020. Had a good one. The weather's been pretty good this weekend. Uh, one of the sort of rare uh, positives, I suppose, of the of the lockdown for me has been having weekends off, which is unusual. And had another one off this weekend and actually got to go up and see my dad, Dr. Mark Draper, from a distance at um, not his small holding, but a small holding of his patients that he's actually been helping uh, tend the land. And he's just found that very therapeutic to um, clear land and, and, and plant a, a variety of, of vegetables. So it's really cool to go up and see that, runner beans, cucumbers, strawberries, the whole sort of range of, of fruits and vegetables. So really, really cool. And I found it nurturing. And I think he's found it kind of uh, enriching in this time, which was particularly stressful time for him as a GP, general practitioner at the outset in terms of lots of telephone consultations. But we'll talk a little bit about the coronavirus pandemic and how it looks for him. He's a little bit away from me in Cheltenham. He's up towards the north of the Cotswolds, north north Gloucestershire. So around 40, 45 minutes drive from here. So for him, it's been very quiet the last couple of weeks in terms of the hub you'll hear him talk about, which is where people with suspected coronavirus are inspected, have their oxygen levels checked to see whether they need to go to hospital or can go home and sort of monitor it from there or, or whatever else other treatment may be required. But no one's been going to those hub appointments, um, presumably not with having coronavirus symptoms. Obviously, a lot of people can be asymptomatic, but he seems pretty encouraged by what's going on there. But this is mostly about optimising our immunity. Uh, he talks about a supplement he's going to be designing for Cytoplan one-stop shop, all vitamins, trace elements. Talk more here about selenium and zinc, and those are both in the current supplement, which he recommends from Cytoplan, cytoplan.co.uk, which is Immunovite, uh, selenium, zinc, vitamin C. And he'll talk about the other components of it as well in terms of how they arm the cells to, to combat any viruses, including coronavirus, but just generally optimize our immunity um cytoplan.co.uk you go there by the way you get 10% discount with the code draper10 so c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk cytoplan.co.uk and my last name draper all in capital letters the number 10 a 10% discount and thanks to uh cytoplan thanks to bang olufsen of cheltenham as well and serene av specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations on that note, Jason Briggs hopefully coming on recording something next week, Friday, I believe, with uh, the proprietor of Cheltenham's, uh, Bang & Olufsen, and he is uh, a Manchester United fan. Also runs a local club here as well, an amateur football club, so it'd be cool to talk to him about that. Hopefully we get a run out for them, maybe, when football comes back, who knows? 20 minutes here, here or there. Really desperate to play football, really desperate to go swimming as well. The swimming pools aren't open. I love outdoor swimming in particular. We don't really have any open lakes around here that you can go swimming, so I miss that. And I um, miss playing five-a-side. usually play that, you know, once, realistically, two or three times a month, maybe tops, because of often working when, when the guys gather on a Thursday night. But I've been playing tennis, played tennis yesterday with a friend, and that's been good. But I miss swimming in five-a-side football. Hopefully it will come back soon. And look forward to speaking to Jason of Bang & Olufsen Sharma about that. I know his office, I believe, and the shop, the store, still closed currently in the beautiful location of the courtyard in Montpellier, but very much open for business through the website, Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham, and all their social media platforms. Okay, let's uh, speak to my dad now, who is Dr. Mark Draper, uh, general practitioner in the UK, also a micronutritionist and nutritionist, run courses at the moment and consults for Cytoplan as well. 
Hope you enjoy it, guys. Hope it's helpful. If you like it, please rate it on iTunes. I'd love to hear what you make of this. Cheers. Okay, here we go. Let's see if this audio comes out okay with uh, social distancing in place uh, with my father, Dr. Mark Draper. Dad, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Yeah, just had a week at holiday when I've spent quite a bit of time on uh, a nice small holding, so I've been doing lots of planting and cultivating. Getting back to nature. Back to nature. It's funny, there is this feeling, isn't it, that people want, they want to um, be more self-sufficient now. It's almost a wake-up call. That, yes. Because the food chain's been fine in the UK, but I think even in the States have had problems with it, the way they farm. They can't farm during the social distancing and things like that, so it's, it's created an issue, and perhaps the first few weeks people were anxious about that. Yeah, food production. Food, yeah, food, food security. Yeah, and health as well, getting partly, outdoors. Partly doing it that, but I think it's also being in a nice four-acre site with lots of trees and and um, peace and quiet, able to walk around, do things, um, and you know just just watch things grow really. So that's that's lovely really. Watch the way that um, plants really depend upon their environment you know it highlights really this weather has been in some ways you know kind to people in that it was a very nice sunny may but it was actually very dry so mm. it was quite hard to get plants the sunniest may ever in the uk well yeah. on record isn't it so the earth the earth was very dry at that time and uh, it, you know you have to pick your time to take things out of a polytunnel and put them outside because you can't put them from a, a sort of indoor watered environment to an outdoor fierce dry environment. Yeah. So picking the time and nurturing the tran, you know, the plants as you move them from one environment to another. Um, and as soon as it rains, everything's off. You know, the, the, the rain, rainwater is not the same as tap water. Yeah. So, uh, it's much rainwater has a much better effect upon their growth. So, so what's the um, so? But the benefit of that as well uh, spiritually is there of being outdoors and yeah, vit- vit- and, and health wise and vitamin D isn't it been a big thing they think yeah. with coronavirus. Yeah, and you you know the the, the you know you realise that uh, also that you have to pay attention very much to your immediate environment because if it's if it's sunny and windy you get quite dehydrated quite quickly so you've really got to watch you know Mm. that you prepare yourself before you go and things like that and then get back and have something you know you you quite often have a pint pint of water to drink when you come (laughs) back from working just the water so what what's how how is work with coronavirus in north gloucestershire um, well, I, bearing in mind I haven't been at work for a week, uh, but I would say that if you take the hot hub, uh, there would be... The hot tub being a kind of intermediary assessment, is, assessment facility yeah, for, for people for, who for got people symptoms. Who, who, who are symptomatic, um, who need to be assessed more than can be done um, in in a normal setting. So, And also where you're, you're going to... Uh, decide if people need to move on to hospital or, or it's safe to go home, say with an ox- oxygen measuring machine on oximeter, mm-hmm. which is a finger measurement, oxygen saturation, 
so that, you know if people's saturation is 98 99 it's very safe when you get to 94% you start to worry that people might need to normal you know, oxygen saturation is 98 is it for people 98 99 would be normal yeah um, so what have you been what what were you seeing before you had a, a break for holiday mostly other things uh, but so mainly pe- monitoring people with um you know the 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 normal things that we that we normally do in general practice really like measuring uh people's uh doing blood tests for people on disease modifying drugs uh seeing people with other types of illness really so there wasn't uh, much, there wasn't much coronavirus no 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 so do you feel was there a, a lot more at any point was it sort of march april um, there was that there was yes probably march going into april yes there was the yes march but we didn't necessarily see all of it we heard about it some of it afterwards because obviously people look back retrospectively and say oh well you know i was um i i I had a flu-like illness at the beginning of april yeah and you know was it corona well it may have been you know uh, Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think it's difficult to know, and that's proving to be the case, really, because it's difficult to know what the incidence was, you know, how many people yeah. have had it. Are the antibody tests accurate in determining that? No, not the ones that we've been doing. No, they would, they would be, if it's positive, it, it, it means it's, it gives you certainty that people had it. If it was negative, it doesn't mean that they didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, but that it just was, means they don't that have that was that antibodies. was a finger prick test, and there's said to be blood tests that are more accurate. Um, I think they'll. I think the blood test will be looking at, at um, lymphocyte reaction as well as antibody. So looking at T lymphocytes against COVID, mm-hmm. as well as B, the beta lymphocytes produce the antibodies. Mm-hmm. So the antibody tests are looking for. Does the person have IgM acute phase, which means they've had it within the last two or three weeks, or um, IgG, which is uh, IgG antibodies appear after a month. Yeah. Um, so would the new test pick up people who were asymptomatic? They had it, but were asymptomatic, because that seems to be a big thing. I say seventy to eighty percent. That of would be more. That would be symptoms. more saliva antigen tests. So the saliva antigen test would be done. Um, for instance, if 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 people uh, do uh, throat swabs on people who are asymptomatic, a certain percentage will be positive, but people are, have not been ill. Yeah. Um, and how long ago were you asymptomatic? Will it pick it up in terms of if you're asymptomatic? Saliva antibody tests become positive for two or three days. Uh, you know. Oh, okay. So we 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 can't so measure around the time. So it's very hard to know how many people have been ill, say, since February in the UK, in terms of a total percentage of yeah. the population. We don't really know where we are with that. I think I think that's the difficulty. Also. I, th- I think, you know, we weren't, in the, in the early stages of the pandemic, we weren't measuring uh, the frequency. You know, we, were, we, 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 we weren't measuring, uh, you know, we weren't getting certainty because there weren't enough test kits around. Now we have the test kits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
a lot of people now, you know, the paradox is a lot of people are now being tested who are proving negative. But may have had it. Well, but in the past, a lot of people who, sh- who, who were being diagnosed with COVID didn't have the test done because they weren't available. Yeah. So people, was, so people so who were diagnosed a, with so COVID may a, not have had COVID. So it was a clinic. Well, yeah. I think that they started to be a recognisable picture mm. of, of, of this is very likely to have been. And then as those people say were admitted to hospital, then um, whilst they were in hospital, the antibody test became available. Yeah. And then they said, yes, the antibody test is posit- was positive. So, so, do, do so you... admitted with, with, with an uncertainty um, in terms of it weren't ant- saliva antigen tested positive because it wasn't available. And then later, um, an- antibody testing positive. Mm. Um, so do you, do you fear for the, the, the numbers spiking again with the lockdown easing or is there a sense that it might it might have burnt through a bit the lockdown may have I think the stopped, virus stymied it I think I think it's the type of virus that would um probably not favor the conditions that we had in May so you know its outer shell is very susceptible to uh drying mm. um and so because it spreads a lot by um being on surfaces if the surfaces are hot and dry to outdoor surfaces outdoor surfaces tubes trains so yeah and you know uh petrol pump handles and you know uh surfaces that people might yeah uh in public places handle Mm -hmm. you know so door handles yeah because you felt it was it was contact was actually the bigger driver on surfaces rather than um respiratory respiratory breathing breathing around people yeah i did yeah yeah, so more very like a, early a, vom- on. a vomiting bug more than a flu, in terms of how it behaves. More like a norovirus in many ways. So, so you pick it up off a surface, mm. uh, rather than uh, uh, catch it in a uh, in a spray, if you like, and and inhale it. So maybe disposable um, gloves are definitely worthwhile using at the petrol pump I think stations. You... Maybe more important than the mask in terms yeah. of. Yeah. The mask is a visible obvious sign that yes. people are concerned but actually the gloves yeah. maybe and you, if you if you had a shop really you would have the door open so that people are not handling it i mean very very early on in the surgery we had the door all of the doors in the surgery were open obviously the toilet doors weren't open mm. um but um uh but but the corridors were were, were open so that the, because we felt that um people's uh hand to mouth contact was was important mm-hmm. uh, and spread. Yes, obviously, face masks are a kind of a given if you're getting uh, if you you know if you were taking blood off somebody um, f- for a routine test, you, the person yeah. doing it and the person. But in normal everyday life, you're not to, you're not actually face to face with people for very long, are you? In any no any situation, I think if you were going into a shop where you knew there were narrow corridors and you know you bump into somebody going around you know uh, from from one mm. aisle to another you might wear a face mask and tra- trains and tubes where you may be crammed together for a, a yeah, period of time yeah and you can't you in, going into places where you you can't be sure of the proximity of people and also 
in air, you know, in urban areas, the 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 incidence was higher. So mm. you know, London had quite a higher in, incidence. So if you're if you're living in a very rural setting, um, with low population density and things like that, you 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 know your pub your your sort of uh, shops and things like that have a very low traffic. Yeah. So, so mainly would be door handles and things to be wary of, and, and yeah, particularly so, indoor so, surfaces. So yeah, I I I would, I would wear a face mask and gloves going into a public place just as a matter of routine, uh, but with no great feeling that I needed or had to do that. But mm-hmm. it's you know I'm sixty six. I take I take, uh, I would take precautions in those places simply because. You don't know who's who's been through that yeah. particular um, retail setting. In terms of optimising immune systems, the government obviously hasn't got really round to that yet. Uh, what are the key tenants for you? We can talk about supplements in a second, but sleep, I understand, is beginning to emerge as a really key underpinning of, of immunity and, and trying to maximise your sleep or get you know the recommended amount of sleep. I think... Um, Sleep in the immune system, stress in the immune system. Um, you know that we know that um, when people are stressed, their immune system works less well, and the immune system that we rely on mostly is called innate, which is cellular, mm. and that's our first line of defence, and that depends upon having the the cells in your body working optimally. And uh, uh, when you're stressed, um, if you if 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 you like the stress hormones, adrenaline and noradrenaline, and and to a certain extent, cortisol, steroids, that the body produces, um, re- reduce the efficiency of the immune system. To try and avoid too many stressful situations, or yeah, switch off from them, and even if you can, yes. like your phone or e- work email at certain points of the day, have yeah. actual breaks to, to realign your cortisol and, and do things that relax you, like yeah. walks and meditation yeah. for some people might be Meditation, option. you know, a sort of deep rest meditation, people would say, it doesn't matter what technique you use, if you use a technique that takes, say, 20 minutes twice a day, uh, you probably get 90% benefit from 20 minutes once a day. Mm-hmm but you get maximum benefit. If you're looking at time mm. spent in meditation or self-hypnosis or whatever, 20 minutes twice a day gives you optimal yeah. benefit. It's a bit like doing what you can so with time exercise, spent. isn't it? So it's like with exercise, do what you can. Something's better than nothing if you, yeah. can, if you can do it. It's how much time do you have available. Mm. Um, uh, and people have been reductionist in, in this regard and said, you know, that so they look at... You know, everybody measures things carefully and says, oh, well, if you want to use a deep rest technique, you know, there's no there's no benefit in meditating for four hours. There is a benefit for meditating for 20 minutes twice a day. Yeah. Well, it's hard to do. There's no extra benefit. People talk about waking up and meditating straight away, don't they? But if you've got a a little girl (laughs) shouting, get up, get up at you like we have in our room, it's uh, it's a bit more difficult. I don't think it matters when you do it, really. I think it's just uh, you do it. In the morning, uh, at some stage, so you do it when you shower or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And what with what's your take on exercise? Because we're aware that it's a double edged sword in the sense that fundamentally exercise can stress your body, but that's a stress that leads to development and and sort of improvement. 
it's still kind of the, the I mo- think moderate it, I think, exercise at the moment. The yeah, absolutely. I would have thought if you did uh, sort of three one-hour sessions a week, that wouldn't be excessive mm. and would be cardiovascularly good. Um, and it wouldn't be draining on your resources. You know, the I because obviously, um, you know, the, the work of, of people um, who were, say, marathon runners and things like that, who became ill and developed chronic fatigue syndromes, people looked at, um, your body makes um, a, a glutamine from muscles, mm-hmm. and that's very important for the immune system. And if you, if you, if you do a lot of running, um, then your muscles don't make these immune regulating sugars or immune sugars. Of, yeah. So so that your immune system dips. So doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe walking is a regular thing, but that goes into mental health as well. Yes. And, yes. And that relaxation effect of walking is documented, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And yeah, I think that's. I think I think that's sort of freeing your mind as well isn't it to a Mm. certain extent and it's getting into you know nowadays people it's getting away from mobile phones computers things like that that intrude and keep you to a certain extent on edge Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i've been playing a bit of tennis the past few weeks as well because you can play tennis now can't you which is yes hand-eye coordination is quite nice it kind of good for you yes your well-being to engage yourself more than just a kind of rhythmical simple exercise like jogging like sometimes you know take done a bit of skipping as well that brings in your your mind and your coordination yes. and things as well which is which yeah. is good yeah yeah what, what about your um we sort of talk about obviously association with cytoplan on the podcast and have recommended people go there and get a 10 percent discount with the the code draper 10 uh immunovite is the the foundation you would obviously there is a foundation formula multivitamin but is immunovite yeah. the one specifically that you would recommend it, for immune system which is vitamin c selenium and, and zinc and one three one six beta glucans. Now, one three one six beta glucans is um, an interesting uh, substance because it's a natural uh, ingredient of yeast and bacterial cell wall. And when it's isolated, as one three one six beta glucans, if you take um, probably ten milligrams per kilogram, mm. you and it may be less then it optimizes the innate cellular immune system. And so 1316-beta-glucans is said to tag virus and bacteria and draw the macrophages, which are your cellular immune system, to, to them. So it's a process called opsonization. So opsonization, if something is opsonized, then it draws the macrophages to it. Mm. So the one three one six beta glucans is tagging the bacterial virus, and making it more noticeable to the cellular immune system, so it then engulfs it. Oh, okay, so it's, it's kind of like a, a marker it puts on it. To, yeah. So you can see it. It yeah. tags. It yeah. tags it, and if you think that it's a natural ingredient from yeast and bacterial cell wall, it's almost like you're upregulating mm. your immune response by yeah. putting, if you like, what would be okay. the remnants of battle yeah yeah into your system and, and, and selenium and zinc are in there and zinc's been well documented in the states hasn't it yes yeah. as, as well but yeah selenium is one that you've always talked about in the uk specifically because of yeah the relative lack in the soil yes and selenium um I, I became aware of selenium in 1998 when there was a bmj editorial 
Dietary Selenium, A Time to Act, Dr. Margaret Raymond, BMJ. British Medical Journal, yeah. BMJ. Um, so that was a, an article that said that the average daily intake of selenium was 34, uh, with 90% of people between 29 and 39. And uh, um, if you go to World Health, the minimum recommended daily amount is 70 micrograms. So in other words, we're getting half the minimum. Yeah. Because that's in the soil which goes into the plants that grow here and the animals yeah. that graze here, yeah. In my childhood, the average daily intake of selenium was 60 mics, so pretty close to the minimum. But uh, when we joined the European Common Market, we stopped importing Canadian wheat, which was high in selenium. And Canada's average daily intake of selenium would be 200 micrograms a day to give you a comparative wow. figure. So they're well over the amount required. They 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 uh, they're well below the the safe optimal daily amount is three hundred and fifty, so their so that their their um, food intake is is what you would call middle range, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I have since ninety eight, that's where, you know we've put, we if you if you classified cytoplans multivitamins and minerals you would say that they were relatively this is comparative with other uh, companies production it was it wasn't unusual for multivitamins and minerals to have 30 30 um, micrograms of selenium so 30 onto 34 makes 64 which means they're taking you to the minimum rda mm-hmm. whereas we often put 150 so 150 puts 34 184 takes you well above the minimum of 70 but well below the maximum of 350 into what you would call a middle range. Mm-hmm. And that middle range is where I like to be because you'd say, well, mm-hmm. what, 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 what viral resistance do you want? You'd say similar to Canada, which has 200. Um, is there a cumulative effect from taking the supplements for a period of time or can you get the same effect by just acutely taking them on a few days that you build up? Um, for zinc, well, for vitamin C, if you, if you start taking vitamin C now, if it's food-derived vitamin C, then, um, so not, not vitamin C as ascorbic acid, which is a free molecule, molecule which you pee out, that's got a very short half-life of maybe four hours. But if it's uh, yeah. vitamin C derived from food, which is attached then to other particles, then that's probably got, it depends upon your circumstances because you will utilise it fast if you're ill. Yeah. Um, so it might have a half-life of 24 hours. Okay. But if, what things like um, selenium, which you're talking about cellular health, if you were taking selenium supplements for years and you, say, ran out of your supplements, would you then have you an have, enhanced cellular protection compared to someone who hadn't been yeah. taking selenium? If you, if, you, if you ran out of minerals uh, like selenium, zinc, it would probably take you six months to 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 run down mm. because you've got 23 selenium proteins in the body so you've got a massive pool okay so if you stop so so if you if you look at the reverse how long does it take to to optimize yeah. your levels well after two to three weeks you're started to selenize your enzymes that you need to protect you against viruses and then after four to five months you've got 85% of the benefit. Okay. 
So really, after four to five months, so it actually takes quite a lot of time to get to build up. So people, people now thinking about it, you shouldn't be worried about acute conditions, maybe like coronavirus now, but it's about long term building your immune system it, it, it or would optimizing take, your immune system. Optimizing it so that so that going down the line, you you have a, a shield, because when your when your body's running low on, we know this from areas in China, um, this cation was well studied. So. If you look at, at an enzyme, selenium-dependent enzyme called glutathione peroxidase, when, this, when you start to supplement with selenium, the body starts to produce more enzyme. Mm. So when you have more enzyme, therefore you have a bigger viral shield. Yeah. So as you start, if you go from a low, relatively low selenium status like the UK, and you start to supplement, say, with four times what you would normally be getting from your food, then over a period of time, you'll have four times as much glutathione peroxidase. It's, it's probably not quite that simple, mm. but, it, but it's almost a direct relationship. But what's interesting when you're pegging it to living in a different place, a different country, and even with a country the size of the United States, you've talked about looking at the soil levels in each state or each part of that state, because that's pertinent, because other people have a sort of binary outlook. Either you recommend supplements or you don't, but what you're saying is that ultimately you have to look at where you live in the world, yes. what the soil has in yes. terms of your recommended daily amount, and also be aware that even though we're generally fatter than we were than years before, our calorie intake's actually lower, isn't it? So we're not yes. taking in as much as much food. So if, you're, yes. if your soil is depleted in minerals, you're not getting as many minerals as you would have done 100 years ago yes. when people were doing manual labour and, and, yeah. and taking in 3,500, 4,000 yeah, I mean, calories. Yeah, post, I post, post-war... Um, uh, rationing was based upon 2,500 calories. Well, the average person now uh, consumes 1,800. Wow. So uh, when people say people are getting fatter because they're eating more th- than they used to, it's not true. They're mismatching more than they used to. It's doing less. They're doing less. less. So, yeah. so, you know, we've got central heating uh, in the homes. We, we, we use, we're really an oil-based energy. Uh, so we drive cars, we heat our houses, and therefore, we don't burn the calories. Yeah. And the food we're growing is less micronutrient dense. So that's the squeeze. Mm. Lower intake and a lower micronutrient density in the food we're consuming because of modern agricultural techniques. What do you think about vitamin D? Because that seems to be emerging as a picture both with black and minority ethnic people, but also generally, I think a yes. woman called Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who I heard on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and she was saying that something like in one of the countries, I think one of the Asian countries, 96% of people in ITU yeah. were deficient of, yeah. of vitamin D. Very no, only 4% of them had, yeah. uh, of people in ITU had the, the correct levels of vitamin D. Yeah. Vitamin D in the UK will obviously be low um, in uh, January, February, March, and it will rise quite significantly. So there's a seasonal rise in vitamin D levels. Yeah. So we take in vitamin D1, the kidney converts it to D2, and the skin solar energy converts it into vitamin D3. So in supplements, if you take vitamin D, if you take vitamin D, you want to take vitamin D3 so that you don't need solar conversion, and that means it's immediately active. But would you need to take supplements at this time of year? Maybe if you had dark skin pigmentation? Uh, I, I, would, I would do that personally because I think... Um, you cannot, you can't guarantee it, and also there is a trend to, uh, to, for people to limit outdoor exposure to sunlight, and also to use sun blockers and sun filters. So, I so think sun cream blocks you, vitamin D, does it? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you have five minutes without 
you want to, you to have 15, 20 minutes. It depends on the burn time, obviously, but yeah. I would recommend f- knowing uh, knowing the solar intensity and spending uh, and pl- some time without any sunblock on. And people with dark skins, black black people, Indian people living in the U- Indian heritage, people living in the UK would be recommended to take vitamin D throughout. De- definitely, throughout. because yeah. they're, they're always significantly lower, mm. even on the same diet. Because the melanin is a blocker for UV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got an Asian doctor friend on the Isle of Man and his vitamin D level, whenever he had it checked, was always low in that. And Mm. so he supplements. And if you take 20 micrograms, which is four times the recommended daily amount, it's perfectly safe. You can go up to 10 times the RDA of vitamin D before it becomes what we call hypervitaminosis, in other yeah. words, overdosing on a vitamin. Um, so you've got a wide margin of safety. And to take average figures, a lot of people, you need your vitamin D above 50. And a lot of people, when you measure it, would be 25. Yeah. And when they supplement with 20 micrograms, it would go up to about 75. And the oh, okay. toxicity begins at 150. Okay, so you can have too much vitamin D. You can, but I've only, I've I've only seen one person. Would that come over through? Would you get, would you get too much vitamin D taking, through sunburn? Would you get sunburn with that? Uh, no, this was a supplement. Oh, okay. This was somebody taking a one of the, yeah. the big doses of vitamin D three. And what, whatever your skin colour, you would recommend in the winter in the UK. Is, is it impossible to get enough vitamin D through the sky? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because even if you because I swim outdoors sometimes, you get that reflected light, but it's not the same. The thing is, if you're if, you, if you're taking it, you know you're achieving the minimum. Yeah. And is that in the Cytoplan Foundation formula? The, the Foundation formula, uh, both the Foundation Formula 1, the Foundation Formula 2, the Whole Food Multi um, have 20 micrograms. Mm. So that's uh, equivalent to 1,600 international units. So 400 international units is a recommended daily amount or 5 micrograms. Ah, okay. So, and, and that's going to guarantee you're above the minimum but it will also guarantee that you're not above the maximum Mm. so thinking back to the selenium picture we we were designing in 1998 looking at math data for selenium zinc chromium iodine a whole wide range of things what could we put in that would lift the levels that people are getting from the an average diet Mm. above the minimum RDA but below the maximum safe RDA yeah so we called it bridging the gap for obvious reasons because it was bridging a nutrient gap mm-hmm. and you wanted to optimize it and what it what became clear was that if you for instance if you started to take just let's say sake of argument you started taking uh, 15 milligrams of zinc which is the recommended daily amount to be sure that your body's getting 3.5 milligrams well you don't need 15 milligrams because mm-hmm. your diet is going to be giving you somewhere between 8 and 10 mm-hmm. so but if you take 15 and 10 you've got 25. 25 and if your body takes that zinc in it then you'll then the zinc has to be got rid of and it goes out in the bile mm. and it collates or pulls with it other things that your body wants to hold on to mm-hmm. so it zinc collation is used to say get rid of mercury and yeah. things like that heavy metals but you don't necessarily want to be collating if you're not trying to do that process yeah 
because it's adding a challenge to your body. And also for things, every, every, most minerals have a parallel. So mm. for zinc, the parallel thing that goes through the same import channels, if you like, through the same control mechanisms, is copper. Mm. So you usually put copper in a supplement on a ratio of, if you've got 10 milligrams of, of, of zinc, you'd have one milligram of copper. Mm. Because if you just took the 10 milligrams of zinc, you'd displace copper. Mm-hmm. So you then, and copper enzymes are very important for higher mental function. Yeah. And muscle contraction, so, the copper. Yeah. yeah. So copper enzymes are, are important. Yeah. So you have to be careful. And I think that's the, you know, people would say, well, you know, I'm taking selenium or I'm taking zinc or I'm taking, you know, three or four. So that's why you recommend a multivitamin. But I, I yeah. recommend a multi because I think what you want to do, if it's, if it, if it's designed with what are you likely to be getting from your food um, and you know what the person had in mind when they designed it and that's where I could look at a supplement and tell you if it was a bridging the gap type formula because that's what mm. I, the way my mind started to work 20 years ago was what am I looking for in a supplement? And I couldn't really find it, which was why I was fortunate enough to be living in Malvern and Cytoplan was based in Hanley Swan. And Peter Wallace phoned me up and said, why are you using our particular formula, which was one called Cytoplex? And I said, well, you've obviously looked at the math data and what the average diet gives. Mm. Uh, because it was a pretty good guess, you know, it had Six, it, it has 64 mics of selenium. So if you think 64 and 34, that's 100 mics. Yeah. It had five milligrams the, in the of zinc. Yeah. Yeah. So you have five milligrams of zinc and you think, well, the average, the average person's getting eight to 10. So that makes 15. Mm. So I said, you obviously, well, you know, you designed it looking at the math data. And he said, no, we just guessed. <laughs> and I said, well, it's a pretty good guess. <laughs> and he said, could you do better? And I said, yeah, I think I've got a pretty good way of designing a supplement and, and you and that was that was the 90s but you're working on one now as a yeah more as another vitamin which what, what's that going to have in it that's going to well have, the, the, not the, everything but that's going to sort of again reference the vitamin c the, selenium the, and zinc so the, the the idea that we developed then was you know you take a multivitamin and mineral you you then add on say extra vitamin c be, you know because you you kind of have layers of of, mm. of supplementation then you add on things like omega-3s and fish oils and uh, then the flavonoids and the carotenoids. And in a way, the, the average person doesn't necessarily want to uh, have, be faced with four or five pots. So the question um, we yeah. asked recently expensive was, and, yeah. um, if, we, if we were going to you know, reduce our supplementation to a min- minimum, in the current climate, what would we want in it? Well, yeah. we'd want 1316 beta glucans. We'd want selenium, zinc, vitamin D, all of the other important uh, vitamins, like, you know, like B12 and the Bs uh, generally. Uh, and we'd want chromium, iodine, um, in the same sorts of levels that we have in the whole food multi and the foundation formula. Um, and then we'd want some specific immune regulators and immune tonics mm. so to yours so that's going to come the, out this year so that would be probably for the average 70 kilogram person would be a four capsule so four uh, capsules are the four same cap, the same four capsules which would be equivalent to taking the immunovite and a multi yeah. 
and some flavonoids and other immune So that will be out with, through Cytoplan this year or next yeah. year? Yeah, later this year. I'll, okay. I'll find out for you exactly when. Okay. Um, Brilliant. But that concept was one that um, I came up with speaking to Amanda Williams, who, who's the technical director, um, just trying to hone in on something mm. that would be immune upregulating. Sim- it's simpler for simple. people as well, isn't it? People aren't having to do their own Sim- research. Yeah, they can just absolutely. take that and be confident that it's a, it's a sort so of you, one, you know, one-stop you, you, shop. So you end up having one pot rather than three or yeah. four, Yeah, was the idea. Good. Um, and not too many capsules to swallow. Yeah. We're saying, you know... So sleep, some of, sleep, some of, <laughs> sleep some exercise, of us, moderate exercise. Yes, and not too many Low capsules. stress and, yeah, and multivitamin. All right, Dad, well, thanks a lot. All right. We'll speak to you soon. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, Bye-bye. Stay well. <laughs> Great stuff. Be able to uh, get a bit close next time. Here we go. There you go, Dr. Mark Draper. Sorry for any uh, audio interference there. I was sort of playing with things because we're kind of half outside and, and obviously keeping our distance. So just trying to record and I've got a pretty simple setup, but obviously I think I've made it worse sometimes moving uh, things around in the recording there. But hopefully that was good, engaging for you, made sense. My dad's quite esoteric, as you can understand in terms of being a doctor, but also highly um, specific in the detail of, of how things work at a cellular level with vitamins and supplements or how he believes that they do and how the research suggests. So maybe for the lay people, like sometimes me, it can be uh, quite confusing. But I think basically it's about arming the cell wall against the um, invasive potential of any viruses and just optimizing our immune system above and beyond, including coronavirus. Uh, So that makes sense. Cytoplan.co.uk if you want that 10% discount, particularly for that Immunovite, while we wait for his new supplement, which he talked about there, which would be fascinating. Um, So that would be kind of a one-stop shop for people's immunity which will come out so won't need to sort of top up with different amounts of vitamin c or or other um other uh, vitamins so that'd be interesting to see i presume there'll be a, a distinction between male and female maybe because of uh, typically women often younger women needing more iron uh, because of menstruation and stuff than, than men but we'll see what see as that comes to it i'm not a doctor of course he is uh, thanks to him cytoplan.co.uk 10 percent discount if you want supplements draper 10 d-r-a-p-e-r my surname all capital letters, number 1010. And thanks again to Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Good people. Get in touch with Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham on their social media platforms or their website, and there'll be a number there to give them a call about any equipment queries you have, maybe current equipment you have and want to, to change or upgrade or a uh, completely new purchase in idea or, or, or anything specific. They can deck out entertainment rooms, things like that as well. Very knowledgeable guys. Um, so there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you are well. I hope you have a good week ahead um, and anxiety coming in from all circles. But I think as my dad said there, in terms of trying to get as much rest as possible, reduce your cortisol, stress levels, definitely key. That's a, Sleep's always been the Achilles heel for me. Exercise has been something that I've religiously struck to, sometimes at the expense of sleep, getting up early and things. So I have to be mindful of that. And um, supplementation as, as well and getting outdoors and being in nature has certainly benefited him from working at the small holding. So that's interesting, growing, watching things, being part of that whole process, stepping away from screens and things like that is a big part of um, well-being, isn't it? It's Men's uh, Health Week coming up. And I'll put something on my social, actually. I've written a blog for Alex, who co-organized the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival last year, which I was lucky enough to be a host at. I've written a piece about men's health and particularly a podcast i like joe rogan's joe rogan experience and 
some comments Russell Brand made about it being kind of a, a men's health podcast in lots of ways, but it's attacking mental health through the, the physical, through the body, through training and through regimen and supplements. And I know Joe talks about that as well. So it's kind of piece you may be interested in. I'll put it on my Twitter, eddraper81 or ed underscore draper81 Instagram as well. If you like the podcast, love it. If you could rate it, particularly on iTunes, it'd be fantastic. I know it's got a five-star rating, which I'm really grateful for. Thank you for that. I know it's a work in progress, certainly technically. We can get the audio better and things like that. But um, appreciate that. And any uh, further recommendations or, or, or kind of thoughts, just get in touch. Love to hear from you. So there you have it, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a good week. Take care and goodbye.